Oh, no, I'm feeling a little controversial this morning about Gaza and Israel. We're going to talk about it. Also, the COP28 is going on. Controversy coming out of that. I'll tell you why. And if you're a dog owner, we have got to talk, child. We have got to get some things straight. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Crowcast. I am Carell. So very glad you are joining me on this Monday, just three weeks away from Christmas. That's right. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Give us a penny for whatever. If you haven't got a penny, a half penny will do. Who even has a half penny anymore? Uh, anyway, y'all have a half penny? I don't have a, I don't got no half penny. Uh, all right, so there's a lot going on in the world, and I wanted to just start talking to you, okay? Let's talk. I'm talking. Let's just talk. I opened the news this morning, as I always do every morning, even though I'm told by many friends, don't do that. Uh, but I opened the news this morning, and, of course, Israel has begun bombing the fuck out of Gaza again. Now, there was a ceasefire, which I thought was great. Uh, however, uh, it is, it's over now. And Israel said that they have to do this. They must do this in order to ferret out the leaders of Hamas, that this, this is just what must be done, uh, to ferret out, you know, the leaders of Hamas. And I get it. I get it. I do. You know, a lot of the world condemned the United States. Uh, for, and I was one of them, by the way, uh, for when we attacked Iraq. And as the fighting was sustained in Iraq and then Afghanistan, the United States came under great pressure to, you know, calm our ass down and stop killing so many people. And so criticizing another nation at war is not uncommon. Okay? It's not like doing it, you know, is unprecedented. Okay. I um I don't want to be labeled an anti-Semite. I really don't. Uh and I and I don't want to say things that might be deemed anti-Semitic. I support Israel. I support the Jews. But I do not support them now. And and I think that's a dangerous thing to say in today's world, particularly in the entertainment industry. I don't support them right now because they are choosing war. And they're going to say Hamas is choosing it. But Hamas is a much weaker enemy, okay? Hamas scored one big hit in October. It's like Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda got us once. Well, twice, actually. Uh, but once where the numbers were thousands of people dead. They, one big thing, okay, after that, after 9-11, they never got us again where 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, you know, Americans died all at once. They did kill many of us during the war, but again, we were fighting goat herders. You know, we, we had the might of the American military and we were fighting people in Iraq and Afghanistan that if they were lucky had RPGs. You know, we had Tomahawk missiles that we could fire from the Gulf and, and pick them out. And so 
Israel is a much better armed, better equipped adversary. And so that doesn't even put Hamas on the same playing field as them. Okay? In other words, in my mind, Israel, I don't want to say they're a bully. They're not a bully because a bully is unjustified. They're justified. They were attacked. Okay? So it's they're not a bully. But their response is not necessarily proportionate to what's going on, you know, in the world. In other words, they're fighting as if they're fighting an adversary like us, a well-equipped, you know, well-stocked adversary. But they're not fighting an adversary like us. They're fighting goat herders, people that don't, you know, yeah, they have rockets, but they don't have serious rockets. They don't have intercontinental intercontinental ballistic missiles. They don't have, you know, uh, tomahawks. They, they don't have any of that. They have RPGs and other missiles that they lob into Israel and the, the Iron Dome or the Iron Shield keeps them out, most of them. Now, I would like to believe, you know, it's funny because I heard I heard uh, one of the Israelis talk about the, the uh, rules of war. And this morning as I was looking at all this, a, this all proves that religion is created by man, okay? Both the Muslim religion and the Jewish faith are both man-made. They're not divine. I'm sorry, that's probably more upsetting to many people than what I'm saying about the war. But they're not divine. Because no deity that preaches love, compassion, equality, all of that, no deity that I would worship no deity that you should worship would condone any kind of war. In fact, no deity that I know would let a war wage. They would stop it. The deity would send down divine power like they did in the Old Testament, you know, part of sea, do whatever, but would stop it. This is proof there is no deity and that their religion is man-made because only a man-made religion would justify a war. That's the first thing that I thought of this morning, that this proves religion is man-made because no deity that you should worship, no God that you should bring into your world would allow war, hatred, the killing of children. And don't give me this, oh, well, the God gives us free will. That's bullshit. That's bullshit humans tell themselves to convince themselves that religion is not man-made. And it is. And war is proof of that. Particularly wars that hinge on religion. Like this one does. Second of all, only humans, only a human, could stand up and say, we must adhere to the rules of war. The rules of war. There are no fucking rules in war, okay? War is the ultimate breakdown of everything. It is death. It is violence. It is horror. War is something to be avoided. And you can't put rules on war. There is no, and, and the fact that you think you can is just human hubris. There's no such thing as the rules of war. All bets are off when missiles are flying and bullets are flying and all of that. 
So the notion that they think they can put rules around war is ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous. So this morning when I saw the fighting had resumed, bombing had telling them to evacuate the south, first they told them to evacuate the north and go south. Now they're telling them to evacuate the south and go where? Straight to hell? I really think Netanyahu is trying to thin out the Palestinian population. I really do. I think this now verges on genocide. And that's an unpopular opinion. I am not saying the Jewish people condone genocide. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying the Jewish government, the people actually launching the missiles, appear to be conducting limited genocide. Now, that's just a factual observation. If you don't like that, oh, well, fuck you. That's, you know, I'll be Elon Musk here because it is a factual observation. They are killing exponentially more Palestinians than the Palestinians killed the Israelis. The eye for the eye that is in the Jewish Bible, the, the, in the Torah and all, that's been met. This is no longer a just war by their own Bible, by their own scriptures. And so this morning when I saw all oh, the fighting's going back and more Palestinians are dying and all of that, I thought this proves religion is man-made because no deity would condone this. This proves the hubris of mankind that we think there could be rules of war. And it proves that now... I mean, they could be strategic and kill the leaders of Hamas without blowing up the region. No? It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Cast, Driving you home. Or driving you crazy. You know, before I move on to perhaps the most important summit going on that no one is really paying attention to, I do want to continue and clarify a little bit. You know, I don't mean to piss any of you off that are Jewish. I don't. I have no skin in this game. I'm not Jewish. I'm not Palestinian. I am not religious. Okay? I do not think what happened to Israel was right, and I don't support Hamas. Okay? I, Hamas must go. But this is not the way to get rid of them. This is not going to get rid of Hamas. You can bomb the hell out of Gaza until you kill their current leaders. They'll replace them. You are galvanizing opinion against you, Israel, both in Palestine and out, well, what would be Palestine in the West Bank and outside of Palestine. You are, or again, what would be Palestine. You are galvanizing opinions against you, Israel, because you, Israel, are the stronger here. There, it's not a war when one side is destined to win. This is not a war. A war is when two sides fight and fight and fight, and they're somewhat equally matched. This is not a war. 
This is a giant military, I think, what, the fourth largest in the world? Pummeling people with rocks. People with, (coughs) excuse me, some kinds of weapons, but not anywhere near the weapons that the Israelis have. This is annihilation. It really is. And annihilation is just another word for genocide. And we're calling for a stop. We are saying, look, more humanitarian aid, less bombs. The entire world is now telling Israel, stop. Israel saying, no, not until we get the leaders of Hamas. What happens when there's new leaders? Is this just the unending war that's never going to be? If so, I don't want to hear about it anymore. If this is a war that's going to rage the rest of my life, like it's raged since the beginning of my life, I don't care. Don't come to me for money. You know, Israel takes so much of our money. We're running out of money for Ukraine right now because Congress won't fund it. Meanwhile, they funded money for Israel. I don't want to pay for this anymore. Does that make me anti-Semitic? I don't want to pay for Israel bombing Gaza right now. I don't want any of my money to kill anybody in the West Bank, period. If I have the purse strings, I want to tell Netanyahu, sit your ass down, do a diplomatic solution, stop lobbing bombs. Even if they keep lobbing them at you because they're, they're like a mosquito. The attacks that Hamas are capable of against Israel are mosquito bites compared to what Israel can do to Hamas. Yes, they got lucky once. They got lucky once and killed many people, too many people. They're not going to get lucky again like that. You've decimated their ability. Well, they won't come to the bargaining table. Then send in strategic military personnel to kill the leaders. Instead, you're bombing vast areas to kill the leaders. You're the fourth largest military in the world. You don't have Navy SEAL type people who can go in strategically and remove these people. You've got a bomb, bomb, bomb. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think this is more than we're being told. And I don't want to pay for it. Does that make me anti-Semitic? I don't know. I support Israel, I support their right to exist, and I love the Jewish people. I also support Palestinians and their right to have a two-state solution. I do not support Hamas. But I don't want to spend any more money trying to get rid of Hamas because it ain't working. You know, there's a climate summit going on right now. It's called COP28, COP28. And... First of all, it's being boycotted by some because it's being held in the UAE and the president of the conference is an oil executive and fossil fuels. He even said this morning that uh, there's no science to back up that the elimination of fossil fuel would help the planet. Now he says he's being taken out of context. Bullshit. You know, he's from Saudi Arabia. So, yeah. But the other big change this year as opposed to other years, is that they're talking about food and diet, finally. 
they're finally talking about how if we do not go plant-based by 2040, that's what they're saying, 2040, if we don't have all the industrialized nations at at least 80% plant-based, then again, the climate, you know, will kill us. And Joe Biden doesn't care enough to go. He sent Kamala Harris. King Charles went, but I, I believe King Charles has been called back home to deal with the racism row. That's, you know, Billie Eilish, the singer, uh, can't believe that people are shocked that she's a lesbian. She said, I thought y'all knew. And, and you know, that I just, you know, that there's no big surprise here. There's no big reveal. And the notion that King Charles and Prince William and Princess Catherine, the notion that people don't realize they're racist is amazing. A new book has come out naming King Charles and the, the daughter-in-law, what is it, Catherine or Carolyn or whatever, I've, uh, William's wife, Kate, that's it, Kate, uh, naming them as the two that sat around questioning Archie's skin color, Megan and Harry's child. So now there's a big racism row. And they want Megan and Harry to speak out about it, and they won't because obviously those are the names, you know. Uh, Megan and Harry didn't release them, an author did. But again, shock, oh shock, the biggest colonizers in the world, the whitest people on the planet, are now shown to be the racist that they are. And there's a controversy over that. It's like, why? You didn't know? You weren't aware? that the royal family is possibly one of the most homophobic, racist institutions that there is. Child molesters are okay with them, I guess, but racism and homophobia still runs rampant. And so King Charles had to leave the summit. But I'm encouraged that they're finally talking about diet, but then I'm discouraged because nothing comes out of these summits. The Paris Accord did when it was held in Paris in 2015, and we haven't met those goals. In fact, we're producing more and polluting more fossil fuel-wise than we were when we signed the Paris Accord. Consumption's gone up, not down. All these electric cars you're seeing, all the subsidies that you're spending money on for electric vehicles, and yet fossil fuel in America has gone up 2%. Our use. Hasn't gone down. So I'm encouraged that they're going to say, hey, we need to go plant-based. Hey, all industrialized nations needs to move their diets to a more plant-based diet. I'm encouraged that they're finally all sitting there at this UN COP28 and talking about that. But the meat and dairy industry is going to prevent it, certainly here in America, where people now see eating meat and dairy as an American right. MAGA's like, you're not going to take our hamburger from us. You're not going to. These people are too stupid to live. And yet, at least they're talking about it. Do you think anything will come of it? I mean, I don't know what it's going to take for you and others to be convinced that a plant-based diet is the only solution for humans. I don't, you know, what's it going to take 100 years? Is it going to take the, the planet finally killing us in mass where millions die? Is that what it's going to take? I don't know. I know that at the COP28 they're talking about it. And 
I know that they'll make agreements over it and stuff, and then no one, no nation will honor them. This COP28 should be the only thing we're talking about. Every nation, this is the most important thing that there is, a summit on climate change, our ability to live on planet Earth. It should supersede all geopolitical interests, period, end of story. What's more important than our planet? Certainly not fossil fuel. What's more important than air and water? And the ability to survive in the temperatures that are that exist on the planet. What is more important than that? Nothing. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. Happy three weeks from Christmas. It is the Corel cast, and I am Corel. All right, y'all know that I love Ember, would do anything for that dog. I mean, I adore her. She is my life. And if you have a dog or a cat or, or pet, uh, you know, they're your child too. But if you have a dog, you need to pay attention. Right now, including this morning, uh, Ember is a little mad at me. And that's because when we go to the park now, I keep her six feet away from any other dog. That's because the vet on Friday told me to do that. There is a mysterious dog illness going around. It, it's very much like kennel cough, bordetella, influenza. They get the trachea gets infected. They cough. Uh, their, no, their eyes start watering and, and start you know, green stuff starts coming out of their eyes. They get bloodshot. Uh, they get conjunctivitis. They get a temperature. They get lethargic. And they, they lose their appetite. It's the equivalent of a very bad cold or flu for you. With the exception that no known medications are affecting it. And it can quickly develop into a pneumonia that is not responding to any antibiotics. So dogs are dying. Healthy dogs. It's, it's, it's across the board. Young dogs, two-year-old dogs, three-year-old dogs. It's not just seniors and all of that. So dogs are, in fact, dying from it. It's a terrible respiratory illness, and it's out there now. If you're in California, it's in California. It's in Washington, Oregon. It's now in Nevada, Colorado. It's in 23 states and growing, and it's been around since August. Now, I have a friend at the park whose dog had it. I talked to her this morning. She said, yeah, he got, he couldn't breathe. They had him in an oxygen tent. Uh, they, you know, he was on medicine after medicine. They did every test and couldn't find anything wrong. Well, that's because it's a new virus or a new bacteria. He has recovered now, but she says he's not himself. That when he runs, he still is like compromised when it comes to his breathing. 
she's she's glad that he's back to pretty much normal except for you know just being a little off because she really thought he was going to die i mean he's in an oxygen tent you know she said she spent fourteen thousand dollars and many people would just put their dog down they, they wouldn't be able to do that if you're not like me and don't have health insurance for your dog you should i use nationwide true panion is another great one and so i i wanted to say to you if you are a dog owner you have to pretend like covid like it's covid time for your dog okay i know it's going to be difficult for you but if your dog if you don't know the person and the dog then don't let your dog near them if you can't attest that that the other thing is guess what anti-vaxxers don't just apply to kids 50% of dog owners surveyed have not gotten their dogs fully immunized for Bordetella, influenza. No, I just get them the rabies shot and that's all. I don't, I don't get all those other things. Ember gets every shot they want to give her. But half of dog owners surveyed for, by USA Today report that they're hesitant or do not immunize their dog for anything except rabies. No Bordetella, no distemper, no parvo, none of that. So because we have a large population of unvaccinated dogs and this new illness going around, it's a perfect storm. And it's hitting. And so you need to start social distancing with your dog. Do not let your dog go up to any dog that you don't know, that you don't live with, or like uh, Ember Sartino over the weekend, Valentino. And, you know, he's not coughing. He barely sees any other dogs. Uh, and so I let her see Valentino. Because Steve takes good care of Valentino. Valentino is fully vaccinated for everything. And so I let him, you know, I let them see each other. We went to see the hotel exhibits for Christmas, of which there aren't many. The Bellagio is great. Wynn is great. But... The rest were just like a tree. That was, you know, like a large tree, but that's it. Several years ago, when we first got here, and this is this December, I came in December of 2017. Uh, and so it's my sixth anniversary of being in Las Vegas. And in December of 2017, there was lots of Christmas everywhere, villages and and you know, trains and everything. No, not this year. So, and we were out, I was, I was worried about getting COVID. I was worried about social distancing. You know, we were on a tram, we're in elevators. I'm like, oh God. Uh, and I, and I didn't have a mask with me and I felt terrible for not having a mask. And I thought the same thing about Ember. I thought, you know, this is how, this is how it is right now. You know, she can't be places where she could be exposed to the virus. And I shouldn't be going into crowds right now with, you know, the rising rates of COVID and RSV and flu and all that. So both you and your dog need to keep it very, very safe right now. Okay? Social distance. If your dog develops a cough, take him to the vet immediately. Loss of appetite, fever, lethargy, anything. Don't hesitate to get them to the vet. You know, because you gotta, there are things they can do to make them feel more comfortable. Cough suppressants, uh, antibiotics to make sure other infections don't happen. Uh, and so there are things they can do, but it's scary times right now if you're a dog owner.
because the dogs are dying. Uh, and now it's in 20 plus states. Some states it's waning. It, it, it came on full strength and now there's less. But because there is no central database for dogs, like the, there's no CDC for dogs. There should be, but there isn't one. So the University of New Hampshire and the uh, UC Davis are leading the way uh, to try to figure out what this is and how to treat it. Until they do, act like your dog is living through COVID. And act like every other dog they see might have COVID. And that way, your pooch will stay safe, as safe as it can be. Before I go, I wanted to ask a really simple question. When did FedEx become the worst shipper on the planet? I just want to ask. Are y'all experiencing this too? FedEx has become the most unreliable shipper out there. I mean, you just get it when, whenever. The, case in point, Ember Stroller broke. And the company called Petik, P-E-T-I-Q-U-E, is replacing her stroller. Okay? So they sent one out Friday. FedEx said they tried to deliver it Saturday. They lied. Now it's supposed to come today. Maybe. They're terrible, aren't they? I'd love your comments below. I am Corel. Be who you want to be. So I'm the Hernie Buddy. See you on Wednesday. Comment below. Email me. Stay in touch. Patrons will talk this Sunday. Sunday, patrons. Sunday. Don't forget. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really That's youtube.com forward slash really for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really That's patreon.com forward slash really My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.